The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms 118 and verse 17, you shall live and not die. I shall live and not die and declare the words of the Lord. I shall live and not die and declare the words of the Lord. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We ask you to anoint this word, to anoint our ears, that we may hear what your spirit is saying unto us in Jesus' name. Father, we rebuke the lies and the words of the enemy that may try to come and steal the word from our hearts yes, in Jesus' name. We give you praise, we give you worship in the name of Jesus. Amen. Last night I heard a song, and the song, uh, the title of the song was, I Live to Tell About It. Some of the words to the song were, I live to tell about it, I live to testify, I live to tell about it, about it, I shall live and not die. Satan tried to destroy me, but his plans backfired like dynamite. I live to tell about it, I live to testify. Most all of us know the story of how uh, Daniel was a man of prayer. The Bible tells us that Daniel prayed three times a day to God. Then a law was passed that no one could pray to any God or ask anything of any man except the king himself. And I'm going to have Shiva read Daniel chapter 6 and verse 12. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 12. This took place after Daniel knew that, the, well, we're going to be reading Daniel chapter 6 and verse 12. Yes. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Having not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man in thirty days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of the lions. So here we see how a decree or a law was passed that no man should pray to any god or ask anything of any man except for the king. And Daniel violated that decree. Anyone disobeying this law would be thrown into a den filled with lions. Daniel not only uh, continued to pray, and thereby he kept praying, and thereby he disobeyed this law that was passed by the king. And let me say that there are many pastors that are afraid to open up their churches right now because they don't want to uh, violate the law. But number one, 
uh, the government is not asking the church to be closed. They're asking that we practice uh, social distancing. They're asking that we uh, abide by the guidelines that were set forth by the CDC. And so uh, I had a friend, pastor friend of mine, that told me I will not open the church until the government say, says that it's okay to open it. But the government is not telling us to close our churches. And let me say this, even if they were, let me ask you a question, pastor, preacher, who would you rather obey? Would you rather obey men or would you rather obey God? And this is what it came down to with Daniel. Either he would obey God and continue to pray and continue to have a life of prayer, or he would obey the king and stop praying. Daniel chose to obey God. And the other day, I was being talking to somebody about a particular preacher in Houston. And this preacher uh, will not preach against homosexuals. And so let me say that we love homosexuals, uh, but we don't love the act. We don't love the sin. We believe that God made Adam and Eve. He did not create Adam and Steve. And so uh, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. And that's the way Jesus did when he was here on the earth. One time, his disciples came, uh, uh, somebody came to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees came to the disciples and told him, why does your master eat with sinners? And Jesus said, those that are not, those that are, that are not sick do not need a physician, but those that are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners unto repentance. And so God, Jesus sick with sinners. He loved sinners. The problem was he hated the sin. He hated the acts of men. And today, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And so this pastor will not preach against homosexuality. And I was told that the reason he will not preach against homosexuality, because in Houston, the mayor is a practicing homosexual. So he is afraid that the mayor will come and either throw him in jail or close down his building. But let me say this, I'd rather be afraid of, of, of God than be afraid of a man. A man cannot do anything to me. Uh, a man can only throw me in jail. But the Bible tells me to be afraid of him who can send my soul into hell. So we should fear God and not man. And so the Bible says that Daniel disobeyed this order and he continued to pray. Go with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 6 and verse 10. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. And now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees 
three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Listen to that. Even after Daniel knew that the law had been passed, he did what he did all the time. Preachers, why are we changing our behavior because of coronavirus? Why are we doing things different? God called us to preach his gospel through thick and thin. God called us to have our church doors open so that people can come and can find healing for their bodies, healing for their minds, healing for their souls. We have no right to close the house of God to people that need help. Amen. And so the Bible tells us that Daniel disobeyed the order, and so he was thrown in a den of lions. There's pastors that have been thrown in jail. Now the coronavirus is here. And let me say this, that some of them have been thrown in jail because they have been in open defiance to the guidelines. Uh, I believe one pastor had a meeting and 400 people were meeting and they were not practicing safe uh, uh, social distancing. And, and so he was warned against it and he was put in jail. But let me say this, he was put in jail because he disobeyed the law, he disobeyed what he was told to do. But uh, I don't believe that the government is coming against us. I don't believe that they're trying to shut the churches down. I believe that the devil is trying to muffle the word of God from going forth. I believe that the devil is working so that the churches will close down, so that uh, the word of God doesn't go forth. But I'm here to tell the devil that there's still a remnant of people and a remnant of pastors that will not bow down and will not uh, give in to his lies. And I, I'm here to say that there's pastors here in the city and probably in other cities throughout the nation that will not bow down and they're still preaching the gospel and they're still doing the work of God and the will of God. Amen. And so Daniel the Bible says that he was thrown into the den of lions because he disobeyed. Go with me to Daniel chapter 6 and verse 16. What does the Bible say? So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. They put him in the den of lions. Let me tell you something. If you disobey the law, you will be put in jail. There's no doubt about that. But who would you rather disobey? Would you rather disobey man, or would you rather disobey God? If you end up in jail for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will be in good company because the apostle Paul was in jail many times and he was a better man than we are. Uh, Peter was placed into prison many times and he was a better man than we are. They were servants of the Lord and they went to jail because they believed they had a conviction 
They're not like men today who will sell out to the government, who will sell out to the money, uh, to people who get money, who will come and shut them up or come and change the message because they don't want to offend people. These men were men of integrity, men of God, men that didn't care if they went to jail, they will preach. They didn't stop preaching the gospel of Christ. We see in the book of Acts how one time they were thrown in prison and they were forbidden to preach or teach in the name of Jesus. As soon as they came out, they went into the uh, synagogues and wherever they could go and they continued to preach and continued to do what they were forbidden to do. And so Daniel was thrown in prison. I mean, in, in the lion's den. But let me tell you something. That story didn't end there. The faithfulness of God didn't end there for Daniel. And even though he was thrown into the den of lions, let me tell you something. God helped him. And Daniel lived to tell his story. He lived to testify. The lions did not swallow him up. The lions didn't do anything to him because God was with him. Pastor, preacher, if you do what God has called you to do, God will stand by you. And I don't care if they throw you in jail. I heard of a pastor that said, uh, this week on TV that I was thrown in jail and, and they tried to stop him from preaching in his church but he was thrown in jail he said I preached to all the inmates in the jail Daniel went into the lion's den but he didn't die he lived to tell about it he lived to testify about the faithfulness of God Daniel chapter 6 and verse 20. Uh, Daniel chapter 6 and verse 20. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they will have not so that they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent before him, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now listen to that. The king came looking for Daniel the following day after he was thrown in the lion's den. And he came and asked him, Daniel, was your God who you served continually, was he able to deliver you from the mouth of the lions? And the, Daniel responded, oh king, live forever. God has sent his angel and he has shut the mouths of the lions so that they did not hurt me. And let me tell you something. If you stand for God and if you stand for the things of God, it doesn't matter what you may go through. In the end, you're going to come out of it smelling like a rose. You're going to come out of it victorious because God will stand by you and he will stand with you and you will live to tell about it. You will live to testify. Amen. Daniel lived to tell about it. Even though Daniel went through a great test of his faith, but his test produced 
a beautiful testimony. And I want you to think about this. When Daniel was thrown into that den of lions, don't you think he was afraid? But yet, he didn't allow fear to take over his life. He didn't allow fear to rule his life. He knew, like Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of people that are allowing fear to rule their lives. They're afraid of coronavirus. They won't go out to church. They won't, they won't come to church. A lot of preachers have closed down the churches because they don't want this virus to spread. Let me tell you something. The only one that can keep us and help us so that this virus will not spread is God himself. And we need to worship and we need to praise him and we need to ask him for his help because he's the only one that can help us. Our help is not going to come from the president. Our help is not coming from the CDC. Our help is not coming from the mayor or from the governor. Our help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. Daniel lived to tell about it. He lived to testify. And his test produced a beautiful testimony in his life. I remember I had a woman here in this church who her son was at one time dying. And her son became real sick. And then he became blind. And I remember that I told her, look, if you hang, hang on, and if you serve God, and if you walk with God, even though you're going through something that you cannot understand, even though your faith is very weak, just continue to hang on. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the situations. Because Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 that we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. I said walk by faith. Don't look at the at the situation that your son is dying and that your son is blind. Look at the word of God. The word of God says he shall live and not die and declare the works of God. And so she listened to me and she began to believe the word of God and stand on the word of God. And even though she was going through this great crisis in her life, and even though she didn't understand what she was going through this, she lived to tell about it. And she lived to testify because the Lord healed her son and the Lord restored her son's eyesight. Amen. Because she stood on the word of God. Daniel was delivered because he stood on the word of God. This woman, her son was delivered and healed because she stood on the word of God. America, if we trust God and if we stand on his word, this too will pass. Coronavirus will pass and we will be healed by the stripes of Jesus in Jesus' name. Daniel lived to tell about it. He lived to testify. You may be going through a test right now, but like they say, it is only a test. If you put your faith and your trust in God, you too will live to talk about God's faithfulness and how he brought you out with the victory. The Bible says, thanks be unto God, which always gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. 
Amen. Paul tells us in the book of Romans, if God before us, who can be against us? If God before us, not even coronavirus can destroy our lives because the Lord is with us. The test which you are facing will turn into your testimony. And like Daniel, you will live to tell about it. You will live to testify. Go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 11. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. What is the Bible saying? Yes. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. Not lacking in diligence. No. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. I'm sorry. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. Having a senior moment there. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Let me tell you something. The Bible is a beautiful book and it's filled of beautiful stories concerning the power of God. But sometimes people want to hear more than what the Bible has to say. So sometimes they want to hear your testimonies of how the Lord helped you. you they want to hear of how God brought you through the situation that you were going through. And so your testimony means a lot to people. And so testimonies usually come out of tests that we go through, out of bad things that we go through, how God works all those bad things for the good. The Bible tells us that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord, to them who are the call according to his purposes. And many times, the test that we are going through will produce a testimony uh, in our lives and a powerful testimony in our lives when we hang on and we continue to walk with God even through all the problems that we may be, be facing in our lives. Look right now, as a nation, we are facing a mighty test called coronavirus. They tell us that as many as 200,000 to 1.7 million people could die when this is all said and done. So this is a test of our faith indeed. But I am here to tell you that if we trust God, he will see us through these hard times. He will see us through this coronavirus and we will live to tell about it and we will live to testify. We will live to tell other people of the faithfulness of God, of the goodness of God, Amen. of the redeeming power of a risen Savior. Amen. Not only will, we, will he see us through, but he will give us the victory just as he did Daniel. Then the Bible tells us about three men. The Bible calls them the three Hebrew men. They were men who loved God, but they went through a great test of their faith. They were thrown into a fiery furnace, the Bible tells us, because 
they refused to worship an image which the king had made. Go with me to Daniel chapter 3 and verse 23. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste. That, that's fine. So we find here that these three men were thrown into a fiery furnace. Why were they thrown into this fiery furnace? Because they would not compromise their faith. They would not compromise their belief. And let me tell you something, this is the problem with the church of today, that we compromise too much, and that we many times compromise our faith, uh, our faith and our beliefs, because we want to make other people happy. Let me tell you something, we cannot compromise. We cannot bow down to the devil especially right now that we are going to coronavirus we're not gonna bow down to the devil we're not going to compromise we're not gonna close the doors to the church because the church is a healing center where people can come and get healed and they can find healing for their bodies and healing for their souls Amen. they were thrown into a fiery furnace and even though this was a test and it was probably the test, test of their lives. This test didn't kill them. This test didn't destroy them. But instead, they lived to tell about it. They lived to testify. The three Hebrew men were not hurt, not killed, not consumed by the fire. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And so we find here that the following day the king comes and looks upon these three Hebrew men and he thought he would find a rubble of charcoal because the Bible says that uh, when they threw them in, they lit up the, the furnace seven times hotter than it was supposed to be. The heat was so intense that it killed the men that were throwing these men into the furnace. And so the king the following day thought that he was only come and see a bunch of charcoal, a bunch of ashes in the in the furnace. But the Bible says that when he came, he not only saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were loose. And the Bible says they didn't have the stench of, 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 of the smoke in their bodies. The Bible says they were loose, and they were dancing, and they were praising God. And the Bible says that the king looked in, and he said, we threw in three, but I see four, and the fourth one looks like unto the Son of God. America, let me tell you something. We're going right now to a mighty test, but God has not left us. God has not forsaken us. God is with us. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, chapter 13, and verse 5, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. Amen. So God is with us. And a lot of preachers of gloom and doom are saying that America is going 
going to die. But I'm going to say this, that America shall live and not die, and they shall confess and say the, the good works of God. Hallelujah. Even though these three men were thrown into the lion's den, they did not die, but they lived to tell about it. Let me say something. If you're going through a trial, if you're going through a testing in your life right now, if you're going through a sickness, if you're going through something that you don't understand why you're going through it, God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Go with me to the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 43 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. What is the Bible saying? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. Many times we go through the river. It doesn't mean by going and walking down Salt River or whatever river. It means when we go through the rivers, through the storms of life, through the problems, through the difficult times, God said, you're not going to go through it alone but I'm going to walk with you. And I was thinking about many years ago when we had a lot of flooding here in Arizona. All the, the, uh, all the, the uh, bridges that we have in the city connecting one side to another, all the bridges were washed away by the current because the water was so great, the storms were so big, it rained so much. And I remember we were down to one uh, bridge, which was the Central Street Bridge, and that's the only one that was operational. The other two bridges, or three bridges, had already gave way because of the great water, because of the great flood. And I remember being in the other side of town, me and a friend of mine, and we ran out of gas, so we broke down and so we started walking, and we tried to walk through the side of one of those bridges that had collapsed, and the water almost took me because the water was so strong. But my hand, my friend grabbed me by his hand, and he pulled me out of the water. And that's what God will do many times. When you're going through rough times, when you're going through hard times, God's hand is always there to try to pull you out out of that water. And those waters are not going to kill you. Those problems are not going to overwhelm you. That sickness is not going to destroy you because the Bible says that by his stripes you are healed. And so when you're going to the fires of life, to the problems of life, to the storms of life, God will be with you. God will help you. God will be with you. These three Hebrew men 
were not killed, they were not consumed by the fire. They lived to tell about it. They lived to testify about the faithfulness of God. And let me say this, you too will live to tell about it. You too will live to testify. I don't care what kind of problem you are faced with today, God has the answer for every problem. God, if you have problems that you cannot solve, and if you have sicknesses that you cannot cure, you can come to Almighty God, and He will solve your problems, and He will heal you of all your sicknesses. Your test will produce a testimony of the faithfulness of God. I don't care what type of test you are going through. God is going to see you through. God is going to help you. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 121 and verse 1, I will lift my head unto the hills. From where does my help come from? Does my help come from Washington, D.C.? No. Does my help come from Donald Trump? No. Does my help come from the Senate? No. Does my help come from the House of Representatives? No. Does my help come from Congress? No. Does my help come from the CDC? No. Where does my help come from? The Bible says, my help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. And I'm here to tell you that if you put your faith in God, I don't care what you're going through this morning. I don't care if your body has been infected by coronavirus. I am here to tell you that if you put your trust in God, and if you put your faith in God, God is able to heal you. God is able to deliver you. And you will live to tell about it, and you will live to testify. I don't care what type of test you are going through. God is going to see you through. God is going to help you. You may feel like you're not going to make it. But let me tell you something. Paul said in the book of Romans, that God before us, who can be against us? He said, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What should we say to all these problems, to all these things that we're going through, to all this hardship, to all this pain that we're going through? If God be for us, who can be against us? You may feel like you're going to make it, but you're not going to make it, but I'm here to tell you, you shall live and not die. You shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You shall live to tell about it. You shall live to testify. I don't care what your problem is. You're going to have, out of that problem, you're going to have a beautiful testimony to glorify the Lord with. And the very thing that the devil is trying to use to defeat you and to destroy you with, it's the very thing that God is going to use for his glory and for his honor. So today I want to pray. And I want to invite you to ask Jesus to come into your heart if you haven't done so. Because he's the only one that can help you. Daniel was helped because he trusted the Lord. He served the Lord. These three Hebrew men 
They were helped in their time of trouble because they served the Lord, they trusted the Lord. And as if you are going through problems today and through difficult times today, the only way that you can be out of these problems, the only way you can find a solution is if you come to the one that can solve your problems, who is Jesus Christ the Lord. I'm not telling you to join a church. I'm not telling you to join a denomination. I am here to tell you to open your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will help you out of your problem, and you will live to tell about it. You will live to testify. Amen. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Your word says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So today, I am saved. I am healed. I am redeemed. I am delivered by the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. As a father, we pray for all the ones watching and listening. Father, we pray that you will help them. We pray that you will have mercy upon them. Father, we pray for our nation, Lord God. Have mercy upon America, Father. Heal America, Father. Heal our land, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Have mercy upon people, Lord God. They are suffering with coronavirus. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We command it to die. Father, we ask you to help our medical people, Lord God, the doctors, the nurses, Father, their families, Lord God, the firemen, Lord God, the, the first responders, the paramedics, Father, the police officers, Lord God. They are risking their lives day in and day out to help us, Lord. Have mercy upon them. Father, we believe that you're going to heal us. We believe that you're going to heal our land. We believe that you're going to deliver us because you're a good God. Yes. And Father, we believe that America will live to tell about it, that America will live to testify. Yes, Father, we believe that you're going to bring healing to our lives. Yes, In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. amen. God bless you. And remember, we are praying for you, and we invite you to uh, let us know that you're watching, uh, let us know that you're listening, and uh, if you have a prayer need, let us know. We're here to pray for you. God bless you. Amen.